welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, my name's Will, and I'm um, from Missouri. I, I joined the Navy at 18, got married at 18 as well. I have um, eight kids, four are married, four still living at home. And I've spent most of my uh, working life as a, a wedding photographer. I'm currently working for two of my sons as the business manager of their lawn care business. I often ask my guests, you know, what was their growing up experience like? Um, and I also ask them sometimes if they um, have any religion Um and what that's like in their life. So I, I think I'll start with those questions, kind of answering them both at once. Um, well, I, I was raised in a, a good home, with a, a good mom and dad, and we were, um, and uh, I have a brother and a sister, and um, my dad was self-employed, um, delivering a, a fuel, um, gas and diesel oil and things like that. Um, he, he drove a truck. And um, my mom helped with the business some, but most of the time she stayed at home. And um, we we went to church a lot. My dad was a deacon. And um, so, so that's kind of what my uh, growing up experience was like. Um, and... Um, you know, my dad was, um, uh, you know, pretty uh, much a disciplinarian, pretty strict when I was in my younger years. And um, we would um, go out on the boat many times during the summer, um, enjoyed being on the Mississippi and um, most weekends during the summer. That's something we did as a family. Um, something I kind of... Um, regret uh, somewhat uh, concerning my uh, growing up years is just the amount of time um, I spent in front of the TV. Um, just from my memory, it seems like many times I would come home from school and, you know, plop down in front of the TV and watch the, you know, sitcoms and shows and so forth. And now I just, you know, think of what a, a waste of time that was. But um, when I was, um, well, and then um, we were a Christian family, and I'll, I'll kind of get into that a little bit. Um, we went to, um, you know, a Protestant church. It was a Southern Baptist church, and I, I heard about um, hell being preached, and um, and then I heard people talking about being saved, you know, and something happened in their life, and you know, they were assured that they uh, would not go to hell, um, but they would go to heaven. And as uh, I think I was nine years old and remembering that and, um, I mean, hearing that, and um, I wanted to do something to ensure that, um, you know, I would be going to heaven. So um, at in our church tradition, we have what's called an altar call, which um, at the end of a church service, um, music would play and the pastor would invite people to come down, down to the front. And, um, I thought that that's 
what you had to do in order to be saved. And it kind of made sense to me because I was a very shy a kid and just walking down the aisle to the front all by myself was one of the hardest things, you know, I could imagine doing. But um, that's what I did. And um, it was kind of an emotional experience for me. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why, <laughs> but I remember kind of tearing up a little bit Um a fella came over and um, a church member and gave me a card to fill out. And, um, you know, I, I became a member of the church by doing that. Um, my parents um, came down the aisle afterwards and um, looked a little bit surprised and um, asked me something about, uh, did I pray? And, uh, you know, there's, and I, I was just a shy kid wanting to please, wanting to do the right thing and so forth. So I think I just kind of nodded. Yes. You know, I, um, and, um, but I I realized that, um, what I was looking for, you know, it it didn't happen to me. Um, I was, uh, um, I think there was a little meeting where I met with the men of the church, the deacons, I think. And, uh, my dad was there and, they asked me some questions, I guess, to kind of confirm that I understood what salvation is. And um, I don't remember much about that meeting, but um, I think that, you know, I was just eager to, to say the right thing, you know. And I was scheduled to be baptized a couple of weeks later. And um, I thought, well, maybe something would happen then. But, you know, nothing happened then. You know, I had heard people talking about um, God changing their life and, um, you know, something was supposed to happen. And uh, some time went on. I talked with my mom about that and she gave me some tracks um, to read. Um, they're little booklets. You might be familiar with them. Um, they, um, they, they normally have like uh, some verses and from the Bible in them and some direction. And then, you know, some verses about, you know, uh, us being uh, sinners and then maybe something about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and things along those lines. And then there, there would be a prayer at the end and, and then you would pray that prayer and, um, and then, um, you know, that the idea was that, you know, you would be saved um, so I would go through those booklets and I would pray the prayer and then I would do it again and, and then again. And, um, I thought, you know, if I just believed enough, if I had enough belief, enough faith, um, you know, then something would happen. And, um, it, it was, um, you know, I was just disappointed, frustrated, um, that I wasn't finding what I was looking for. Um, eventually, I put that all kind of to the back of my um, mind and just kind of went on with life and was going in, you know, throughout my teenage years and didn't just give that a whole lot of thought. I mean, it was there, but um, sometimes it'd be something I would think about, but um, I just kind of went on with life. And um, I made a, a friend in school and hung out with him and and it seemed that um, whenever opportunities came for for sin, you know, I just 
would fall right into him. And sometimes he even sought them out. And, um, you know, those were not like happy years for the most part. Um, I think, um, I was a, a hateful, um, teenager, you know, especially toward my, um, siblings. And, um, I was rebellious and I would, um, I would lie and, um, and then I was involved in, um, just all the typical sins of youth, you know, and so just kind of fast forwarding a bit. Um, I'm 18 years old and, um, there's a time in my life where I'm just really down and I'm down about, you know, just who I am. Um, there's probably some other times like that, but I remember um, this time um, drawing a picture of this um, sad face, and um, that's I was drawing a picture of how I felt on the inside, and um, I um, I felt um, morally disgusting is a way to put it, and at that time. You know, once again, uh, you know, I turned to God with a prayer, um, maybe similar to one of those prayers I prayed over and over again earlier, except I think it was a little bit different. You know, I, I asked God to save me from who I was and who I had become. And I don't think I was expecting anything, but I felt like a, a great weight lifted from me. And, you know, I felt even physically a lighter. And I was, it was wonderful. Um, it was like, um, I felt just all that guilt lifted from me and I felt forgiven. And it was, um, I was almost afraid to, to go asleep. Um, afraid that, you know, I might wake up the next day and be the same old will that I used to be. <laughs> but I woke up and um, I wasn't the same old will. Um, something was uh, different. I had different desires. Uh, I wanted to read the, the Bible and Christian books and just Christian things in general, Christian music, going to church, all of that. It was like a, a new world just opened up to me. And um, well, you know, I'm in my fifties now. And so that's been a long time ago. And, um, and, you know, I don't know just how well I remember it because I've told the story many times and I, I might be <laughs> remembering my story more than the, um, actual event. But, um, I think there's some concrete things that I can remember. Um, when this happened, I was already engaged with my wife um, to get married, and uh, we had talked about, um, you know, when we got married, would we be churchgoers? And um, I think the consensus between me and her was, um, why would we? There wasn't a reason for us to be. But then after this happened, you know, I, I tried to talk with her and explain that things are different now. We would be going to church. And, you know, she just, I think she just accepted that. Um, I couldn't hardly explain why. Um, I, um, you know, mentioned that, you know, I had prayed and 
now things are different. And <laughs> um, so um, we did get married and we um, started going to church. And uh, I mean, I, I was a church goer throughout my younger years as well. Um, it's just that it didn't mean anything to me, you know, from a spiritual standpoint. Um, well, my life has had a lot of ups and downs since then. Um, but I think there's been hopefully a, a steady, um, spiritual growth, like a, a growth in um, learning what's pleasing to God. Um, I don't know how much I was uh, thinking about this at the time, um, but since then, as I read the Bible and study, you know, I've learned that um, the main message um, of the Christian Bible is that um, Jesus um, has um, entered into this world and um, and then he laid down his life to um, to die to save us from our sins. Um, in the Bible, there's um, a person referred to as the Satan or the accuser. That's what um, the word means. And um, there's the story of Adam and Eve in the more, in the beginning. Um, and they there's one commandment given to them. And they sin against God and uh, break that commandment. And the human race from that point has fallen into sin. And the Satan, the accuser, has an accusation against man who the Bible says is, is created in the image of God. And it's a, it's a true and rightful accusation. He has something on us. But when Jesus died, he died for our sin that we might be forgiven, um, like as as a sacrifice, to free us and to take away that accusation from um, the accuser, and so that God can be just in giving mercy to us, giving forgiveness, um, because there's there's no longer um, a just judgment that He has to give us for our sin. It's been dealt with. So that's what I've learned, and I, th I think that's the the grounding um, where God's forgiveness flows from, and I think that that's why um, I experienced forgiveness. Um, what about the that time um, or in those earlier years? Um, well, I think it, I was kind of treating it all as a superstitious type of thing. Like if I just do these particular things, then um, I can get God to do something for me. Um, where, whereas, you know, biblical uh, salvation is, is, you know, the salvation of, of, of sin. And, and later in the, when I was 18, you know, it, it, I was at that place where I realized I needed to be saved, that I was a sinner. So that's my story um, as far as just what my religion looks like now. Um, 
a lot of it is, um, you know, learning, trying to learn to trust God, um, learning from the the Christian Bible, which are the, the writings, you know, from the um, from the Jews and the early Christians, um, and then prayer, um, being living in relationship with other Christians, um, trying to be a help to one another um, in this walk with God. You know, another question that I um, sometimes ask people is, you know, what are your reasons for confidence in your faith? Well, my experience is definitely, um, you know, one of those reasons. If I hadn't did not have that conversion experience, you know, I, I, I don't trust my objectivity, um, and I most likely could very well um, be satisfied with a defense against the, even the existence of God. So um, that's probably because I'm attracted to the God of the Bible and um, desire him and desire to walk in his ways. I think that's that probably has a lot to do with why I'm in the faith more than objective reasons, perhaps, but um, I think there are good objective reasons. And when it comes down to it, it probably is more about revelation than anything else um, that um, it's like a historical case that um, the world was turned upside down. And, you know, what can account for that? Um, the the early Christians, they, um, you know, they told of um, the resurrection of Jesus. And I think um, and these are historical documents, um, even though the writers were um, sympathetic to the, the Christian cause, um, doesn't, um, you know, discount them as um, something that can be looked at and examined um, historically. Um and you can ask me more about that if you'd like to. Um, but there are, you know, non-Christian um, documents, you know, from early, early on about, you know, Jesus and the early Christians as well. So um, there's more. There could be, there's like, I'm sure, philosophical arguments for theism. And then um, it would probably be more of a, historical case for Christianity in particular. Um, but I'll just leave it at that for right now, but I'd be happy to to discuss it more with anybody who's interested and we will you know we'll wrestle with these things together if you would like to. Um, as far as books that have been influ- influential on me, um, definitely C.S. Lewis. Um, I've been I read his um, The Chronicles of Narnia over and over and over and over again. <laughs> you know, when when um, each of my um, children, whenever they were old enough to be able to grasp it, um, I would just start reading, and I enjoyed it each time I read it through. And now that my children are older, and you know, maybe um, I'll get a chance to read it, read them again when 
um, you know, with grandchildren, you know, but I did enjoy it each time. And it's, it's Christian allegory. And, um, and then I, I've enjoyed C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. And maybe my favorite is, um, Till We Have Faces, which is a novel and it's just a thought provoking, um, novel. John Piper's book, Desiring God, has also been influential in my life. Just the idea that um, God is a God to delight in and to enjoy, and he's most glorified um, in us when we are most satisfied in him. Um, That was a revolutionary idea for me at one point, just very exciting to me. As far as influential people in my life, um, of course, um, parents, and then um, there's um, there was a, a young man when I was young. Uh, I was just a kid, and um, his name is um, Jim. One of my kids are is named after him, um, and he was a young man who was a part of our church, and he's he must have enjoyed spending time with us kids. And he, um, he would play games with us. He was, um, the teacher of a, um, a Bible study group for us boys at one point. Um, he would talk with us and, um, I don't know, you know, in like community groups, uh, community groups or churches and so forth. Many times the adults, you know, they fellowship, they, they socialize and talk with adults and the kids, they talk with the kids. Well, Jim, he, um, he was an adult who, uh, gave attention to us kids. And I think what it did for me was it, it put something in my life that made Christianity attractive. And then, um, and the the important part of that is that when I um, became um, was at that point when I was eighteen years old, um, I turned to God, um, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if I would have if there was nothing in Christianity that made it attractive to me. So I'm sure there were others. Um, in my life, um, but he, he's one person in particular that, uh, because of the love he showed um, to us kids, um, there was something to turn to when I needed to turn to something. So I'm thankful for that. Another person um, is Edmund Lairmore, my grandfather, and Eddie, one of my sons, is named after him. Um, you know, I never. Um, uh, connected with him real well. He, um, I didn't talk real clearly when I was a kid, and he didn't understand uh, me very well. And um, but um, I admire his transparency. And there wasn't um, he he was a man with no guile, <laughs> so to speak. So um, you know, he's another person. Um, who's influential, and, and, and many others. As far as difficult challenges in my life, um, 
Well, a, a very difficult challenge has been um, my marriage. And I don't mean to say that in a way that um, sheds you know, negativity on my wife. It, um, it probably says more about me than anything else. Um, my marriage has been um, something God has used to grow me because it has um, exposed um, my selfishness and um, uh, selfish pride and selfish ambition and um, and all kinds of things like that to me as we've gone through, you know, really hard and difficult times uh, throughout the years. So, um, you know, I'm I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful for, um, you know, God doing what he has to do <laughs> to um, not to leave me as I was, but to grow me, um, that, I, that my character might be more like what he created me and redeemed me to be. Um, the Bible, you know, says that we're his workmanship. So that's been... Um, you know, a challenge in my life. And, um, but one that I can see how God is used for my good. Um, where would I like to be in five or 10 years? I think I've grown in thinking that, you know, relationships are really important and having good relationships are really important. So I hope to enjoy good relationships. I'm thankful for some good relationships I have in my life right now. And I'm hoping those would just continue and that, um, and that relationship, good relationships with people might grow um, to include um, some more people and that those relationships would uh, deepen and that we might enjoy them together and, um, and to do work through them and um, be a help to one another. And um, considering concerning work, another thing that we're place that I would like to be is um, just doing good work. Um, I'm not sure what kind of work I'll be doing in five or ten years, but I'd like to be doing some kind of work that I can continue with on into um, you know being an older adult and um, something that's you know meaningful and a blessing to others and. And something that, um, you know, involves relationships, which most business and and work does. And to end with, um, I'd like to just take a a minute to explain why I podcast. It's something I really enjoy. And and the reasons why I do it is to give others an opportunity to talk about themselves to talk about what's important to them. And um, it's one reason. Um, another reason is to learn from others. Um, and there's there's a lot that I've heard through my podcast. And sometimes I go back and listen to them again, and I learn even more. And then also learning about others, learning about their lives and getting to know them better. That's another reason. And then there's this um, additional reason. I have a desire to engage with others, to you know, wrestle for the truth, 
with hopes that we both would come out on the other side with better understanding and a better life. And listening may be a first step to that. Well, thank you um, for being a part of this. If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life. Thank you.